Hi, my name is Kim Wilkins, and I'm a graduate student at the School of Education at the University of Virginia. I'm studying curriculum and instruction with a focus on innovation and computer science education. This series of podcast episodes is all about bringing computer science education research into the K-8 classroom. Well, I'm really excited to get going on the second series of podcasts related to computer science education research. And my first guest for this second series is Anne Leftwich. Anne, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, Kim. Thank you for having me. Before we start, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what your background is? Sure. I like to consider myself a temporarily retired elementary school teacher. I have experience in first grade and also at the the middle school level, particularly math. And I absolutely love the the K-12 space. I received my master's in educational technology from Western Michigan University. I also received my bachelor's in elementary, early childhood and science and math from Western Michigan University. And then my PhD is from Purdue in educational technology with an emphasis on teacher education. I've been at Indiana University for the past 15 years um, in the instructional systems technology department. And I'm currently a professor in IST in the the interim chair as of right now um, of our department. And I'm also an adjunct in computer science and I'm the Barbara B. Jacobs chair in education technology. That's awesome. And you just have done uh, so much in this space of computer science and computational thinking. And so we're going to get into that, but how did you get interested involved? That is a research focus. I've always loved computers and technology. And so I actually went and got A plus certified in hardware and software, and I was working towards um, networking, but the way in which computer science or, or the approach within computers of being much more logical in in the way in which we approach problem solving, I thought that might actually have an impact on students. So my master's thesis was actually looking at early elementary students and teaching them troubleshooting pieces Mm -hmm. and seeing whether or not that had an impact on their their math scores. So for that piece, I've always been really interested in the the technology or, or the computer science side of things. And then once I started at IU, we had a computer education license which was covering within the state of Indiana, it covers basically all of computing, right? So from hardware and software, also into technology integration, also into like library media specialist types of things, and then also computer science or computer programming. Um, So it covered a really wide gamut. So, and as the years have gone by, that has leaned more heavily towards computer science with similar to what's been happening in in the U.S. as well, um, as we start to recognize the importance of preparing more K-12 students, especially for computer science. So I have kind of evolved our license program to become more focused on computer science and less focused on like the general technology pieces. And then also within our introductory technology integration program or course that all pre-service teachers are required to take, we've also increased our computer science in that as well, the the content that we cover. So that kind of led me more into computer science than before. And then the real impetus for kind of switching more of my research agenda towards this was then looking at, because, because a lot of my work is focused on teacher beliefs and teacher technology usage, was looking more along the lines of what was happening again on the national landscape of uh, the increased focus on um, computer science. And I was just really excited about it because 
different from what technology integration usually is, which is like, you know, you learn how to utilize the technology and then apply it to a subject area. The exciting piece about computer science is it feels more like a content area, right? Where it's actually learning different pieces and approaches and there's more theoretical basis around how to learn about computer science as opposed to technology integration. Yeah, it's it's so interesting how those two, they really do go hand in hand. And I kind of feel like technology integration like just needs to include computer science or vice versa, right? You really can't have one without the other these days or shouldn't, in my opinion. Yes, I think a lot of the K-12 um, standards too are really struggling with this because if you look at a lot of different states, when they've made their own standards, many of those standards also then include like the technology applications, keyboarding, like where do all of these things fall of like, these are expectations that we know that our students need to have. So folks tend to just put them within computer science or they call it computing, or they'll have like an umbrella, some kind of an umbrella term that mentions those different pieces. So I think it's still in flux and still kind of an identity crisis of like, where does computer science actually fit within K-12 education? Because like I said, it's not necessarily just technology integration where you can just use it and apply it to, to other areas, right? It's, it's a lot more nuanced because it is its own subject area, subject domain. Right. So usually when I have done these before, we've, di- we've taken a dive into a particular uh, piece of research, but you've been involved in a couple of things at a higher level that I wanted to talk about. And one I think is leading into this, you've been doing a national computer science education pre-service case study. So you've been looking at what other states are doing uh, related to pre-service education. And I'm just curious to hear what are the results or where are you in that process? Absolutely. So we started off with a survey. And so we surveyed all schools of education that had an elementary program, and that was over 1,200 folks that we sent it to. Um, So we got email addresses for every single program in the U.S. Unfortunately, they don't just have like a nice listserv to be able to use. And then we also contacted every single state, figured out what were the computer science licensure programs that led to CS, we're calling them CS specialist programs that led to a person that would specifically teach computer science as opposed to the the integrated approach in elementary. So we had those two separate kind of surveys that that went out to try and figure out who's doing computer science, what does this look like, how do they do it? So we received back 148 responses from general elementary education programs, and then 66 responses from folks that were specifically computer science-focused. And so within that, when we were looking at the CS specialist program results, this was typically housed within the School of Education, 38 out of the the 62, actually, that once we cleaned the data, offering it through the School of Education, 14 were offering it through the school or department of computer science, and then 10 that were offering it through other ways. Often this was a license addition, meaning that they already had, teachers would already have an existing license, and then they would add it on. So 33 programs reported that. 16 said that it was a standalone license, meaning like that you would just go through with just computer science. You went to school to be a computer science teacher. And then there were a couple of other ones that were like certificate non-licensing or other approaches that that they used. Primarily, it was focused on secondary with uh, 52% of folks saying that they did secondary. And then an additional 43% said that they did K-8. They could have checked two of those options as well. Looking at what concepts 
those programs usually cover it was around computer science and computational thinking but they also tended to cover like digital citizenship computer applications technology integration hardware and software web design so there were still all of these additional pieces that it seems like they were they were also covering within those programs it was primarily looking at cs content coursework was one of the biggest things that's obviously in, included in those programs and then the next was cs methods or and then general pedagogy courses but i think the interesting pieces with that is again because it's a standalone many more of the programs were just focusing on the cs content opposed to the the methods pieces when we asked folks the different barriers to actually implementing these CS specialist programs, a lot of it focused on pre-service teacher enrollments. And I don't know about you in Virginia, but in Indiana, our pre-service enrollments, since I started in 2007, we had around 850 to 900 students in our introductory technology integration course when I first started in 2007. And now we have probably 300 to 350. So it's a pretty dramatic decrease in the number of folks that are going into to teaching in general. And then to try and find someone that wants to be just a computer science teacher, knowing that is a much higher pay option outside of, of teaching is a difficult sell. I was just in a meeting yesterday where that came up again is, well, we can't just build it and they will come, right? Because <laughs> they can go anywhere. And this environment for education and teachers right now is really challenging. And then the other challenging part is within schools of education, because again, we're trying to make our budgets make as well, like what makes sense running courses with only three or four students. It's a hard sell to mm -hmm. administration. Luckily, Indiana has been really fantastic about this because we're one of the few ways that people can actually get a computer science license with, within the state. I mean, anybody can test into it, but there's only one other program, which is, is still having difficulty getting to the, the computer science parts of things. Just hard for, for anybody, right? Just a few classes to like introduce an entire new content area and methods in order to get them prepared to be able to teach, you know, advanced levels of courses. My administration has been really fantastic about allowing us to continue to offer these courses on a regular basis. So that's kind of the, the CS specialist piece of it. For the elementary program results, um, once we cleaned the data, we had around 104 responses that were really quite clear. And out of the 104 folks that responded, 68 of them said that computer science or computational thinking is covered in their elementary pre-service program. One of the things I would argue is that probably most of the people that responded to the survey were either interested in CS or were willing to like talk about that. So I think that that these results are like overly optimistic about what's actually happening in elementary programs. So typically how computer science is integrated into elementary programs is usually through the educational technology course. Um, so 72% uh, of folks said that that's how they did it. And then 54% said that it was actually through a methods course. So oftentimes that was science or, or math looking at those pieces. And sometimes, obviously, between those numbers, some are doing it in both. When we asked them what kind of curriculum they used, there were 36 folks that said they used code.org, 32 said that they used Scratch, 17 did Hour of Code, 13 did Project Lead the Way. And then the other folks talked about just, we, we kind of make our own, we do a bunch of different pieces that, that kind of uh, work within that. The majority of folks used some sort of plugged activity 
to, in order to, to teach around computer science. So again, I'm thinking like the, the code.org folks, putting them online, showing them how, how those pieces work. And I was really surprised at the elementary level, how few folks were using unplugged activities or reported using unplugged activities, since I find that to be so advantageous for, for elementary students. And then also the really interesting pieces were the number of folks that reported doing field experiences or practicums, which it was actually more than I had anticipated. So 53 programs said that they use some sort of field experience with computer science for their elementary students. Again, the, I still have, even though we like defined computer science at the top, I'm still a little bit hesitant to say if that many programs are really doing computer science in their field experiences, just because I know in my own how it's overwhelming to do a field experience and do the computer science pieces. So, but maybe everyone else has it figured out even more so than I do. And when we asked about the different barriers that were taking place, the biggest issue again was the lack of credit space within teacher education programs. So within Indiana, we're limited to, I think it's 129 credit hours, and we're not allowed to go over that for our programs. So we really have to pick and choose, like, what are we going to spend our time and focus on knowing that if we have a course offered in computer science, then maybe we're missing out on social emotional learning, or maybe we're missing out on classroom management or reading or math. Like, what do we say is not as relevant, right? And that is a really difficult choice to, to make when we're talking about the elementary program. That's why, to me, integration feels like the way to go, because it's something we can't short shrift. Like, we need kids to understand what technology is doing to them and to us, and we need them to read and write and know history. So let's put them together. I think my, my biggest concern with integration is that in order to do integration well, I think you need to have a strong understanding of the content area, right, that you're trying to integrate. And again, this is a little bit different than technology, because in past experiences, I would say students can kind of figure out the technology, right? If we say, hey, kids, we're going to make a movie about, you know, your your science experiment or about a particular history concept, then you can either have students watch tutorials and like the, the point of the teacher is to really help the students pick out the nuggets of knowledge, right? And help show them here's how you use the media in order to do that, as opposed to the nuts and bolts of like, how do things work? So with computer science, if we're focused more on trying to show students like here's, you know, we're talking about loops and event triggers and, um, you know, how to build a program and how to have two things running at the same time, that feels a lot more complicated than just the, the technology pieces, right, right. For, for integration. So it just feels like the, the integration idea, absolutely, I think sounds fantastic, but first of all, our teachers aren't prepared to do that. It's really difficult to do that with, you know, with faculty members, like the, the integration piece of it. I mean, Arizona State had a whole thing where they were looking at, you know, helping faculty members integrate technology into their courses. We also tried to do that here at IU. I would say that when people talk about it's difficult to get K-12 teachers to integrate technology, I would say it's even more difficult to get faculty members to integrate technology because they're so tied to their content area, they're so knowledgeable about their content area that asking them to change their pedagogy, especially within the School of Education where you've got expert teachers, that's a really hard sell. So there is this piece of the lack of faculty with CS knowledge as well, right? Like who do you have to teach this particular content area? 
And based on what I've been seeing, it's either the ed tech faculty that are kind of either being asked to step up or volunteering or being excited about it, or your science and math faculty or methods faculty. Although we even had one person that reported a social studies methods course was where the computer science was happening. So I think there are a lot of, a lot of barriers, a lot of like bigger questions that we have to answer. And then the other thing is, you know, this piece, I, I, I think I'm making this, this claim kind of boldly, but what does good CS or CT integration look like at the elementary level, right? Like we're still, there are a few projects that are kind of getting started with that part, but a lot of teachers will tend to go just like the route of let's do project lead the way or code or CS first, like something where I can just put the kids on, it becomes an activity similar to, I think a lot of the ways in which we often do science or STEM and it doesn't become like a nice integrated piece of like, let's look at a learning trajectory and what our students are learning. We'll often find like if folks are using, like, for example, the, the code.org materials with, with teachers, it'll be all right. The teachers will do just the plugged pieces and have their kindergartners just get on and do the, do the plug pieces. And then maybe they'll get it again in fourth grade. It kind of depends on who you have as a teacher. It's not necessarily building up. And because the teachers are overloaded with other things, and don't have time to learn a new content area or feel really nervous about doing the unplugged pieces, they just skip the unplugged pieces, which are really where students start to understand the fundamentals of the computer science parts of it. Yeah, so there's clearly a lot of challenges. And I think the other thing is we're just so new at this, right? We just really don't, we don't know what we don't know. So I think that leads well into the next thing I want to talk about was computational thinking in pre-K-5 empirical evidence for integration and future directions. So can you tell me about this set of papers that you put together? Maybe before we dive right in, can we talk a little bit about computational thinking versus computer science? Because I know that that is confusing sometimes. Yes. And I think it all depends on who you talk to, right? Yep. So there's that piece. For me, computational thinking is almost like the, the mathematical, if we think of like, like quantitative reasoning in math and the ideas of quantitative reasoning can be applied to other content areas. Well, that's kind of the analogy that I would use for computational thinking in computer science. Like the computational thinking parts would be, how can I take a problem and kind of break it down so it could be solved with computer science? I think the problem that often happens in the way that we, we try and make it so simple that computation is often conflated with just general problem solving, which it's, it's, it's not, and it shouldn't be. And so if teachers just take it as computational thinking is just general problem solving, then what will often happen is, okay, well, we're breaking down the water cycle into separate parts. And that's good enough, right? Like that's computational thinking. It's really not if you don't do a good job of talking about like, this is why we're doing computational thinking, right? To break it down into smaller parts so that we could have a computer potentially solve that. Or what would it look like if we wanted to replicate the water cycle in, a, in a, an enclosed terrarium, right? Where maybe the water doesn't get up as well as we need it to. So I think there's like those pieces. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So that's at least for, from my perspective, why I think computational thinking is great but if we don't connect it to computer science, I feel like we're doing our students and our teachers a disservice. It makes it easier and it makes it okay to like check the box, 
but it doesn't necessarily, I think, lead to the computer science education goals that we have. Within the special publication, uh, within the special ACM and Robinhood publication, there's an introductory piece that Aman and I wrote that I think does a nice job of summarizing the different studies that are out there uh, or that were in the special issue. The big piece of it is, again, talking about the integration. And as a field, one of the things that we are, that we think needs to happen is this idea around really talking about integration in a way that is meaningful and allows us to move forward. So exactly the things that we were just talking about before around computational thinking, like how do we really connect that to computer science to be able to, to move the field forward? And I don't want it, I, I'm hoping it doesn't become something like how we do technology integration with like a SAMR model where we're putting labels and values on it. Like it's not good if you do it this way, but you know, this way is better. And we always have to be kind of, I mean, we always want to improve our practices, right? But the ideas of, instead of thinking about it integration that way, thinking about it more of like, are we covering all of the learning objectives that we need to for computer science? How does this relate to those different pieces? And is it a deepening each time as opposed to just surface level of check, we did keyboarding, check, we did loops, check, we did, you know, debugging. Instead, it should be like an integrated piece where we're constantly revisiting that part. And I guess how I would look at it as similar to like the science processes or engineering design, like those kind of parts of elementary science or STEM, I think we have brilliant folks to, to follow on those pieces, right? So if we look at computer science more like that of what's the computational thinking process or that leads us to computer science, similar to like the engineering design, right? Like there's a process that you go through or even similar to science, like what's the scientific process that you follow? So I think that thinking like a scientist or thinking like a computer scientist or thinking like an engineer, I think those are powerful things to bring into our elementary programs. I see that as the real power for integration. Yeah. And I do think there's something about levels of uh, integration that you all talk about. And I think you know, one of the things that I worry about is like this all or nothing, like you either have to do computer science perfectly or you can't do it all. And that's, that can't be right. Like we have to start somewhere. Right. And so I do think giving educators sort of their own scaffold, like we need to scaffold education in computer science, right? We're not all going to hit the ground running with these computer science standards that have been, you know, published that we're, that all these teachers are supposed to be doing. And so how can we move them along in a trajectory that doesn't label, doesn't, isn't the checkbox, but helps move them along every year to greater and greater integration. Yeah. This one's not necessarily the integration piece of it, but I love computer science for all in San Francisco, I think has done a fantastic job of making a nice building kind of curriculum that really start, they start with unplugged. They have lessons that I think are achievable for, for teachers. They show example videos of what students can do. Like the first one, it's downright adorable. There's a kindergartner that makes themselves into a, into a robot. They can create whatever kind of robot they want to. And there are three buttons of like input output, you know, like, so they're talking about the input and then what happens with the output and the processing part of it. So to understand what a computer is, but the students get to be creative and think about different ways to be able to like make a computer. So 
I mean, that's an easy way, like master teachers are going to have no problem with thinking creatively about that. Okay. So instead of that, let's take it into science and let's talk about like, if we need to make a special habitat for like engineering design, or if we want to talk about a particular animal, like there's all these things around adaptations. I don't know. There are different ways that you could do inputs and outputs and talk about how it relates in, in other areas and have the computer or the robot be the project that showcases students' knowledge. So I think there are some really great ways to do that. And then they have the robotics or the B-bots. And then the last piece of it is Scratch Junior. So they're building on these topics each time as students go through it. I also just did a small project of my own during the pandemic. So I have, I have three young kids. And so I took my two kindergarten twins and we did a small little project where I had them first write something and then go on to scratch junior and then recreate their writing and include more detail, include movement. And then they went back to their writing and they were able to include more detail in their writing um, because scratch junior allows you to record your voice. My one daughter that would used to go like they, she would used to say like, I love my mom. That's too many words for me to remember. So I can say, I love mom. Okay. I only have three. Now I can do it. And I can remember it because she's sitting there trying to remember what letters she has to use, how far her fingers have to be apart, like what sounds all the letters make. There's so many things that go into beginning writing that her being able to record her voice and play herself back improved her sentence structure by like incredible amounts. So we actually now just have a new grant for CS for all through NSF where we're looking at the connections between literacy and computational thinking, because so much of your time during K through two is spent on literacy and improving students' literacy so that they can excel in the other areas. So we're trying to look at where the natural overlays may be, and then also what are the, the elements around like story comprehension or, or other pieces that might add to students' interests or engagement in computational thinking or computer science. That's awesome. I love that that project came out of your work with your girls. That's so cool. I could talk to you forever, but I do think I want to get to the last two questions, which are what are big takeaways that you hope researchers take from where, you know, where things are now? Like, where would you like to see th them going next? I would like to see researchers be really intentional about what integration looks like and how integration, how the integration of CS or CT and that subject area are making it better for both of those pieces, right? And what does it take in order to, to get there? So I think that's my big piece. And the other big piece, I know like the integration is a, is a big part of it, but I think we need to understand a little bit better around how students are learning computer science and computational thinking separate from integration so that we really know what are the concepts that they can handle, what are some misconceptions that they may encounter, what are some of the best uh, pedagogical strategies. Although, you know, I have my ideas that I think Unplugged really helps students, especially be able to have tangible materials and different models that way. But again, we don't, there's not enough on that yet. So like you said, we're a very young field, lots of really fantastic opportunities to explore pieces. And I can't wait to see what everyone comes up with. Great. And then what would be your big takeaways uh, that you hope K-8 educators and administrators in their next steps? I think the, the biggest piece is that demystifying computer science and making it more uh, that it is achievable, that it is um, something that you can use in your classroom. 
one of the really fun activities that I always do in my professional developments that elementary teachers love is a data sorting activity so that they can see how a supercomputer actually sorts things. There's a really great video. I think they're from Australia where the teacher walks them through and they do the supercomputer sorting with numbers first, then they do it with book titles next. Then I think uh, one of the adaptations that we've made from that activity is to do sequencing of a story so that students like can sequence a story and see how the supercomputer would sequence a story. And then the last piece of it is with bells so that you can actually hear the difference to show that even a supercomputer can do, they can do comparisons and how things kind of end up at the end or like what the sorting mechanism is. So I, I love those pieces of it. And it's so fantastic to show students that this is really just a logical, computers are just a logical piece just based on yeses and nos and that everything is the ones and zeros that are in there. Like that's how we're communicating. We just have to come up with a structure so that the computer can understand what you're trying to do. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share all this wonderful information with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim. And thank you for the work that you're doing in this field and moving us forward. 